The rule of three states, things that come in threes are inherently more appealing than those that don't. With the next generation GMC Sierra, Canyon, and Sierra Heavy Duty, we couldn't agree more. Whether you choose to have the world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate, available only on the next generation GMC Sierra SLT, AT4, and Denali models, to confidently take on heavy loads with the available 6.6-liter V8 Duramax turbo diesel in the GMC Sierra Heavy Duty, or to get behind the wheel of the only mid-size premium pickup on the road, the GMC Canyon, you'll realize all three help you do one thing. Go professional grade. Step up to GMC and get 20% below MSRP on next-generation 2019 GMC Sierra Double Cab and SLE Crew Cab models with a traditional tailgate. We are professional grade. GMC. Offer includes price reduction below MSRP and purchase allowance. Not available with special financing lease and some other offers. Take retail delivery by 9319. See participating dealer for details. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, the Dew Sweeper. You're about to listen to an episode of The Tour Coach, which is going to give you an inside look at coaching golf at the very highest level from on the PGA Tour with my guys all the way to here at Mobile, Alabama in the Dew Sweeper Dome as we help folks of all skill levels, all walks of life, learn to achieve their golfing goals. Thanks for sitting in and listening to this edition of The Tour Coach. Back at it. Had a few weeks there where we end of the season, things got hectic and crazy. But now it's off season for a corn ferry, PGA Tour, kicking back up. New season, new excitement, lots of great stuff coming forth. But this week was really cool. Sit down here, talk with Luke Guthrie, just one of my favorite people to teach. I know I say it all the time, but like the guys I get to teach and hang out with, they're, you know, just have a no dickhead rule. Like I don't want to work with anybody that's a jerk. And, you know, I don't. And Luke is one of the really good guys, great family guy. And him and his wife, Caitlin, expecting their first baby, two nicer people to be around. Went and had dinner during the Corn Ferry Finals with him and Caitlin. I mean, they're just such great people to be around. How they are together is fun to watch. And being able to watch his progression and his improvement from year to year of the last couple of years and to be so close to getting back to the PGA Tour and then listening here to his excitement about this offseason and what the year coming has in store for him, I think you're going to enjoy it. You've heard him on the podcast before, but you'll enjoy getting to know Luke Guthrie more and more through the course of this year. He's extremely talented and an extremely great guy. He's going to get back to that PGA Tour, no doubt about it. So here is the tour coach with Luke Guthrie. The Tour Coach here, we've got the best sponsors in the entire world, and one of them, the folks at Vineyard Vines, take the best care of me that anybody in the world could. Always going above and beyond to make sure I've got the best apparel out there, as well as the best product and the best looking gear for me and all of my junior golfers and all the dew sweepers out there. And so now, we want to share the love with those of you that like the Tour Coach podcast. So each and every week, we're going to start a contest, and we're going to draw a winner for a couple of $100 gift cards where you can go online and get you some great-looking Vineyard Vines golf. All you have to do is listen to the Tour Coach podcast and then go on Twitter and tweet me at Golf and at Vineyard Vines, hashtag Tour Coach, and put one of whatever is your favorite part of the Tour Coach podcast. You can do the same thing on Instagram. Go on Instagram, take a picture of the Tour Coach podcast, put what your favorite part of it is, and then just tag me, 
at the Dew Sweeper and at Vineyard Vines, hashtag tour coach, and we'll do a drawing each week, and you can be the lucky winner of some Vineyard Vines gear. Sitting in here on the Tour Coach podcast, one of my guys, one of the nicest people in the world, had a good year last year. I mean, I know he's not as happy as he he wanted to be, but I don't think he's too too upset with me this time of year. Mr. Luke Guthrie. Luke getting ready to go to a rare night game for the Illini up there in Illinois, University of Illinois, playing Nebraska tonight. Luke, thanks for sitting in. And, you know, from where you started out last year with, you know, not great status or any real status to kind of what you did and achieved on the golf course and some of the things you got going, especially that middle part of the summer. I mean, I, I think overall it, it was a much better year. Definitely. What's going on, Tony? Um, yeah, it was a, a solid year. Starting the year with conditional status and uh, kind of Mondays and trying to fight my way in and getting in last second and not playing very well early on. I mean, if you would have told me I had full status next year, May or April, I would have taken it with how the year was going so far. But yeah, I, I played some really good golf there for two months. And I haven't really been able to say that for the last few years. So if we can have another good off season and make the same amount of progress I feel like we made last off season, uh, I think I'm going to be back to where I feel like I should belong. Yeah, agree a thousand percent. And everybody that knows you and every tour player that I know that knows you knows you belong out there, which says a lot about what you've done and, and your ability. And, and, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that summer stretch. I mean, and I think that uh, somebody asked me, was talking about you earlier earlier in the week, and I said, you know, you played really, really great golf for about a month to five weeks before you started getting in everything, but you were Monday having to Monday qualify, and you'd shoot four or five under and miss by a shot also. I mean, you know, had you had status at the beginning, we'd probably be having a little different conversation because you had an – you had a stretch there of great golf also that wasn't able to help you a whole bunch. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Playing that, those Mondays and you're playing easier golf courses. So yeah, it's easier to shoot under par and stuff, but just how I was playing, I knew I was playing good. I was just piling up good shots and shooting really easy five unders and six unders and stuff. And sometimes it takes five, sometimes it takes nine and those things. They're kind of, <laughs> A difficult animal you're you're coming down the stretch and you're not sure exactly what to what you need to do and stuff like that but i played a ton of good golf and yeah it was just kind of starting to piece some stuff together i, I finally i mean if you really look back I, I drove it well finally for that two months or i guess if you go back into the mondays it was probably i was playing pretty good golf for four or five months there right like you're saying and uh i was finally driving it well i was having confidence in my misses like I just knew I couldn't miss it that bad. And like just sitting on a tee and just letting it rip. And it was nice. Like, yeah, I'm not going to hit a perfect one every time. It's golf. You no, know, we're human. But I knew I wasn't going to hit a weird one. And the confidence that gave me was, was pretty cool, actually. Like, just to see myself, it doesn't have to be perfect for me to go play an awesome golf. It's just, I know I'm going to be kind of attacking each hole. And like, you miss a, miss a putt or, something it's like whatever I, I know i'm gonna pile up a bunch of good shots over the course of this day and that's probably gonna add up pretty good yeah and I, and I think one of the things that you 
you also came to a realization was, you know, it was probably April, May-ish in there where you said, uh, you know, you're like, hey, I, I got to get sharper with my short game too. You know, we'd done so much work, obviously, on your full swing. And we've, you know, had this big undertaking of get, getting it back to hitting shots and looking and feeling like it was when you played your best golf. But then, you know, you had some rounds that maybe you, you hit it better hit it good enough but didn't get much out of because your chipping and your putting wasn't good and so then you kind of rededicated and refocused yourself to that and I think that was a huge step towards you know playing good tournament golf through that stretch because then you found you didn't have to hit it perfect and you were able to also able to take advantage of the days that uh, that you played that you did hit it well because you're able to score even better. Exactly. Throughout the year, my par five scoring just kept getting better and better. Even when I was struggling a little bit towards the end, just from playing a lot of golf and just got sloppy, but my par five scoring was still really good. And I think that shows that my short game got a lot better throughout the year. And I, I just was able to clean up stuff around the par, around the greens and, and stuff like that on a par five. And just, you don't have to hit too perfect shots and get it on the green and two putt or make an eagle or something it's like just get it up around the green and my short game will take care of the rest and then uh that's a big goal this off season though is it's still it's gotten better but i mean everyone has high standards for themselves and stuff but that's the style of game at my best i'm gonna have a really good defense out there and just not make a bunch of bogeys and just pile up a bunch of good shots and I'm a great putter and that's how I'm going to shoot my four or five under on PJ tour next year is just making four or five birdies and taking care of par fives and getting up and down and keeping those rounds going when you when you need to you know in par five scoring I always say is I don't know the actual statistic I probably should but like there's a real high correlation I think between par five scoring and money earned on the PGA tour and you know Golf courses are harder, but if you if you can play the other stuff around par and take care of par five scoring, I mean you're going to play, you're going to make a lot of money and be very competitive playing professional golf. Yeah, it's interesting. I've always been a really good like qualifier at, mm-hmm. at things. Like I haven't necessarily Monday qualified into a bunch of events, but I, I tell you, I always play good in them. I'm always shooting four to six hundred. It seems like and. I'm right there and I've qualified now for three U.S. Opens through qualifying and I've won British through qualifying. And it's like, I just go out there and I try to birdie every par five in those events and just no hum birdies, no biggie. And you know what? No bogeys. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll fall into a 20 footer here or there and there's my 600. And I'm probably going to the U.S. Open if I do that kind of thing. And it's amazing what a par five can do for you. And if you just, because you're going to get two to four of them every every day, and mm-hmm. if you take care of them, there's there's four under, and you feel like you haven't done much, and if you just make a bunch of pars after that, you know. One of the things that you know I was actually going to bring up, talk about a little bit now, but like when we get together next week, we're going to spend a little time together, and was like I think that that qualifying approach and the way you, because I think the way you think about Monday qualifying, you're right. Like I don't remember a Monday qualifier. Or a qualifier where you called me or texted me after where you said you shot a bad score that if it was a tournament, it would be a bad score, you know, like they're always good scores. And I was like, you know, 
we need to transfer that approach to every round on the corn ferry or the PGA tour. And if, I mean, I think that's a great approach to take to just everyday golf. No doubt. And um, obviously that gets harder and harder as courses go PGA tour and stuff, but still like that goes to wedge play. And as you get to a harder course, like a Torrey Pines or something, you're not going to be able to get it up around the greens. Like on number nine there, it's 600 and, 15 yards at the mm-hmm. level like i'm not getting around that green but that's when being a great wedge player and getting that thing underneath the hole eight feet and cash that putt and stuff and just those little scoring skills i would say that's my biggest strength in my game it's just it's just scoring just putting the ball in the hole and stuff and just um getting the most out of your rounds and i think that's where that lies sometimes i get i get trying to or i fall on love with the golf swing a little too much and and there's definitely a big part of that like when i definitely when i struggle when i start losing confidence in my messes kind of thing and i start guiding it and that's when i start having a hard time a little bit but when i'm at my best i mean i'm i actually if i look back at all my wins i bet it's not the weeks i hit it my best kind of thing which is interesting through college and through professional golf i've, I've obviously hit it okay but I'm just, my mind's in a good spot. I'm being a tough competitor and I'm making putts and getting up and down, hitting good wedge shots, playing just solid golf kind of thing. Let's go back and talk a little bit about, you know, what you hope to gain out of this offseason and kind of the plan for the soft season and for our work. And then, and then the last thing too is, you know, which a lot of people don't realize is you're fine on equipment. We're going to do some ball testing too. I actually talked to the Titleist guy a little bit about that. Didn't tell you that when I was in, when I was in Jackson. So we've got a big off season ahead. No, no doubt. I just wanting the goal definitely is just to keep definitely made big strides last off season and owning my golf swing. And I mean, it held up for a long time. I mean, ton of success this year. I mean, finished top five I think three times and probably only played 15 16 events and I mean I had my chances got in the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach that was a big goal of mine at some point in my life to play U.S. Open there so that it was pretty was awesome too <laughs> what did you say it was pretty awesome I mean I know you didn't play the way you wanted I think fatigue had as much to do with that as anything I mean you were on that run where man you played so much golf in a row and I also yeah. think that fatigue played a and I know everybody had it, but fatigue was a big part of how you finished also. I mean, it's just, it's hard to play that good 18 weeks in a row, <laughs> I mean, you know? No doubt. And that was just the, the place I was in with the conditional. You just, I mean, you had to play kind of thing. And in theory, I probably shouldn't have tried to qualify for the U.S. Open, but how many times does it go to Pebble in, in someone's career window kind of thing? Maybe mm-hmm. three times, so. I don't regret it, but it probably cost me a little bit. Just, I mean, I lost 15 pounds out there on the on the tour this year. It's hard to find enough time to do the maintenance on your game, compete, rest, and work out, and all those things. It's uh, tough when you're on like nine, nine, ten weeks in a row out there. But um, yeah, so definitely got a little fatigued. But yeah, hopefully this off season just kind of keep working towards uh owning my golf swing more and more or how I at least I feel like I own it and just have that 
man, I, I get really confident in what I'm doing when I feel like I, I know how to, when things just get a little off, you see, you miss a shot to the right and you're just like, oh, I didn't do that very well. Like, I'll make sure to do it well on the next one kind of thing. And that's a powerful place for me to be in as a golfer. So hopefully doing that. And you mentioned the golf ball. Yeah, this year, more than ever, I've always been really good at controlling my flight and controlling the distance on my golf ball, especially with iron play. And um, I kind of struggled this year. I had some um, more flyers than ever. And like when they flew, they, they didn't mess around. They flew. Like I would have some 30-yard <laughs> jumps and stuff. And it's just like, what? what is this? I don't do this. And from lies that didn't look like crazy jumpers. And I think I'm just, I'm playing a ball that is uh kind of low flight, low spin, because I used to have a worse golf swing, honestly, and a little more handsy and created more spin. And I'm starting to get a better golf swing and hitting it with my bigger muscles now. And I don't think I, I can, I need a more spin to, and launch to have a little more control over the ball. So Definitely going to mess around. There's kind of three kinds I got my eye on. They make so many of them now. Yeah. So it's kind of confusing. No, for sure. I mean, and, and there's basically a ball now out there for every different type of, it, you know, it, it's like going to a buffet. You know, there's anything you for in every type of golfer. And so it can be, you know, sometimes I think it can get confusing, but I do agree. I think that your golf swing's gotten better. And I think our goals as we look into this year, as we look into the off season is to, continue to improve your understanding of it and improve a little bit more club face control would be the way I would say it, get you a little bit better control of the club face and more aware of what it's doing. And, you know, something that we didn't really, we've talked about fatigue and you, you touched on it when you talked about the year is, you know, if you get off to a good start and you have the whole year ahead of you, I think that you can plan better and also stay more committed to your fitness stuff when you're out there because i thought that at the beginning of the year i know like when we in january we went down to jupiter and you know i remember being in the gym watching you in the gym like you could see that your flexibility your and your stability decreased as you played all those weeks in the row because it gets harder to stay committed to it and harder in the gym and i think if we start out with a better you know because now you have a full year you know you're going to play I think it's easier to make sure that stays in check through the whole year. No doubt. But one thing, like looking at, we were, we talked about it a bunch through the season as I kind of was struggling towards the end. My backswing just got so, so long and like um, disconnected as the year went. And I was, I was trying to kind of, we, we talk about kind of loading into that right hip, which kind of helps me not run off with my arms. Man, I feel like I would do it. And it was like, there's no end to the backswing. And, Early in the year, there was, and it was like this nice, like you said, like stability and like kind of stopping point, like I could control the face and stuff. I think that was definitely a little bit with just being sloppy a little bit with mechanics, but then also just getting weaker throughout the year and maybe less flexible in areas and my arms started running off and I got out of sync and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, definitely have kind of been taking it pretty easy here for like the last three weeks i'm just been been home we got we got a little one on the way so i've been kind of starting all that baby guthrie coming at us baby gus coming in november so we've been kind of starting to get the room ready and all that but the one thing i have definitely given some thought to on golf is just how to 
schedule a season and stuff. And I've always been tired and not playing my best golf when it comes to the last couple regular season events and the playoffs and stuff. And definitely need to figure out a way to not do that, basically. So I'm hoping to, I don't know if it's whether taking a week off early and then maybe two off in the middle so you can kind of get away from the game for a week and then get ready for a week. I don't know. So ideas are kind of floating around on that. I think everybody's different, but I think, you know, I think that knowing you're in for the whole year gives you way more options and flexibility. And that now that you've also, we've got a chance to be more prepared to start out that if you start out good, you know, I kind of look at how Robbie Shelton, who, you know, we all know and work with, like, you know, how he played really good early and it kind of let him, even though he didn't finish the season great, but like it let him take some time off in there so that he was kind of ready to kick off the fall. And, yeah, he's, and, and he's ready to go now. I mean, the fall's growing yeah. now with the new changes. I mean, it's, it's a third of the season now. You need to be ready to play. Right. Absolutely. It didn't used to be as many. And so now, you know, the guys and, and the, the guys coming off the corn fair are going to, it's a big part of getting you set for your card for the year. So I think, uh, but I think that you've got more options now knowing what's ahead for the year. And I know we're going to have a great, uh, I know we're going to have a, an awesome off season looking forward to getting it started. And, and I always say too, that I think when, you know, you've got so many great things going on off the golf course having baby Guthrie and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, it's such an exciting time. I think that also that trans, you know, I think it also makes you, gives you something to, you're looking forward to so much off the golf course that maybe not that golf loses importance, but it puts it in perspective. And sometimes it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem as all important. And sometimes that transfers into, into actually better golf. It actually is amazing how many people have played really good golf when they've start having kids and stuff like that. I, exactly. I think it puts it in perspective in a good way. It makes you, it's going to make you have more quality practice. It's not mm-hmm. going to be quantity as much. And when you go out to go practice, you better have a plan and you don't have as much time. So I, I feel like it helps you practice almost. Well, absolutely. And I think, so I think it's going to refocus you, restructure you, put things in perspective. I, I know, I know you're going to have a huge year this year, and uh, I'm gonna t- I got to say this before we're done though. Caitlin is a trooper. I've never seen anybody <laughs> pregnant walk every golf course, every round, every hole, every hole. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, she is a rock star. I know you know that, but I watched it going through the summer, and I kept going like, I mean, at some point she's got to not walk. I mean, really? I mean, I know, and made I me was- look bad going to watch. <laughs> I know when she's like walking by us and just powering by us, we're like, what the heck? No, I mean, she's she's been amazing. She's been a trooper through this whole process, like you said. And I mean, I've been kind of honored throughout the year to be like, right, hey, when you need to take it easy when you when you feel feel a little different or something like that. And and she's like, I feel good. I'm just out in the heat and walking, and yeah, so. Awesome. Or, or coming on the home stretch here. Well, next time, next time you sit in here with me on the tour, coach, you're gonna, you're gonna have had a had a baby. I'm so be a dad. it'd be a dad, and and you're gonna be a great one, no doubts about that. And uh, Luke, I mean, get ready, go get ready to watch your Eli and I beat Nebraska. Have a great rest of your off week. I know we're gonna kind of 
start the semblances of you gripping a club and getting back at it next weekend. And uh, again, appreciate everything. And, you know, I look forward to hanging out some. Heck yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Tour Coach with Tony Ruggiero. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can stay up to date because we have weekly episodes coming your way with fascinating people in the world of golf instruction at the highest level. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. If you want to learn more about Tony, head over to dosweepersgolf.com to get all the details on what he's up to. Maybe you want to see him, grab a lesson, or go to one of his camps, pick up his book, Lessons from the Legends. You can do that there. If you want to see Tony in action with some videos and other content, head over to golfsciencelab.com slash Tony to get more info there. This episode was powered by the Golf Science Lab and was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Published Productions. There's one thing if you know about me, if you've listened to the Dew Sweepers, you've come to listen to me talk, is you know I'm big on loyalty. We give 100% here at the Dew Sweepers. We put a lot of emotional investment into everything we do with every one of our players. And the same can be said for our partners and the folks that have been with us for the long haul and help the Dew Sweepers, help our juniors, help us get to our tour players. And so I want to give a special thanks to our sponsors. Our sponsors are, first and foremost, Buick and our local Buick dealers here around the Southeast, Shrixon Cleveland Golf, who've been with me for over a dozen years, and their belief and support of what we do here with the Dew Sweepers. And lastly, the folks at Vineyard Vines. The folks at Vineyard Vines love what we do with junior golf. They support us on the road. There isn't a better family or group of people that are going to help us look our best, play our best, and have more fun than the folks at Vineyard Vines. So special thanks to our sponsors, Please support those as you get the opportunity. And for more information about any of those, check us out at dosweepersgolf.com or you can always check me out on Instagram at the Dewsweeper.